Good evening, Rabbi Sai. <clears throat> Last night, <clears throat> we discussed yet another reason Chavos tells us why a person would try to amass money. And the reason being is because he feels this gives him a lot of covet. Gives him a lot of honor, a lot of respect from people. And what brings him to believe that is because he sees the, uh, the common folk, the general population do afford a lot of covet and honor to wealthy people. It's what we call covet meduma. It's really an imagined, it's really a fake covet. They're not respecting the person for his, his qualities, for his greatness, but they really want a piece of his wealth. That's really what they're doing it for. That's what Chavis of Ovis says. They're tikvosam ashiyesh etzlam. They want to see if they can get some of the the gold that he has. And he says, But had they been wise, and they would think about it a little bit, it's not within the power of the rich. It's not b'yacholtam. They don't have the ability, they don't have the influence. It's not within the power of their strength. Not to give. Not to hold back. Who HaKadosh Baruch who has decided it's going to get. HaKadosh Baruch who gives who he wants to give and how he wants to give it. The famous story, the Gemara in Shabbos, Kufiates, about Yosef Meiker Shabbos. Brings out the point of what Chavis Avavis had said earlier, that there was a person in, in, called Yosef who honored Shabbos very much, would always try to buy a delicacy for Shabbos. And there was a person in town who despised this Yosef. And he had a lot of money, and he was told one day by the stargazers that that Yosef, he's going to end up with your wealth. He says, oh no, not I'm not going to make that, let that happen. So what he did was he sold all of his assets, sold all of his cash, and he bought this brilliant, expensive diamond. And he sewed it into his hat, and he wore the hat the whole time. And that's it. His money would always be and remain with him. One day, the Gemara says he's walking in a, on a bridge, and a wind comes, big wind comes, blows the hat off his head, and whoosh, there goes his diamond, there goes his fortune into the river. Tries to get to swim after it, can't find it. It was swallowed up by a big fish. That Friday... Yosef Meiker Shabbos gets a knock at his door. Yes? Are you uh, Yosef? Yes. They say you like to buy expensive things for, for Shabbos. So but let me see what you have. He says, ooh, we just caught this big fish. They say you would like it. He says, okay, it, indeed it will be such an honor for my Shabbos table. I'll take it. And he takes it and he slices it open and there was the brilliant diamond. So a person can make all the cheshbenes he wants and he can try, come what may, he'll try anything to keep his wealth and Hashem is going to give it to the one it's supposed to, to go to. So if a person would understand this, that one who indeed is Bechabed Hashem, then he deserves honor. But if a person would realize that it's only coming to him what he's supposed to get, then he would realize he wouldn't give so much honor to those who have a lot of money. And he had just to digress for a moment to uh, bring out a point 
an important point, even though it may not be relevant to uh, many people or most people, but it's still it's a very good outlook to have what the Mashkiach Zolgazun Saint said. Because here when we understand this point, this is really the Yisait of Bitochen. The Yisait of Bitochen is to understand that every penny, every dollar is given and decided upon min who it should go to, how much it should go, and therefore to give covet to people just because they're wealthy is not the right thing. If someone does the proper thing with his wealth, then indeed he deserves covet for that. And here he made a point about those people who raise money for terror institutions, raise money for mitzvahs, raise money for tzedakah, is those who are in the fundraising vocation. And they too also have to realize that they sometimes also could fall into the trap of They could too also think it was their ability, it was their uh, smooth talking, it was their ideas, it was their planning, it was the way they presented themselves. They could think also they were the one who had the the, was the cause for them to make this money. And the truth of the matter is, it's not so. It's always exactly what Akash Baruch Hu wants it to be. And that has to be the attitude. He said over that many, many people who had gone around with the Panovich Arav, it was well known the Panovich Arav was a tremendous fundraiser and he built many institutions, Panovich Yeshiva being, of course, the, uh, the cream of it all. But he raised many, many hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars throughout his career for Torah institutions. But the Panavish Rav used to have that attitude. When someone didn't give, he says, nope, he didn't have the schus to give tzedakah. He understood it had nothing to do with him. It wasn't what he said. It wasn't what he didn't say. If, if the person gives his Baruch who allowed him to give it. And if he didn't, because Hashem said, no, I'm holding back this person from giving. He didn't have the schus. It takes a schus, it takes a merit to be able to give tzedakah. In addition to that, a person has to know that when one is raising money for dvar mitzvah, raising money for Torah, raising money for an institution, it's not simple that's the hishtadlus for parnasa. Like we mentioned before from the Chavis of Ovis, hishtadlus for parnasa is you have to go out, do your thing, work for a living, and in the end of the day, what Hashem sends, He's going to send. In the case of raising money for Torah, raising money for institutions, it's a little bit more than that. Of course, the Ishtadlis is the same, and whatever will come, will come. But in the process as well, there's a mitzvah component. It's not merely the mitzvah, the overall mitzvah that one gets when one is earning a living, la'avda ulashamra, like Chavis said earlier. But here there's a, an additional mitzvah, Baruch Hashem Yochim Esatayr one who enables people to give tzedakah, to support Torah, support worthy institutions of Dvar Mitzvah and Torah. There's a mitzvah component involved. And all the while that he's being mishtadah, that he's putting in the effort to get people to give that tzedakah, there's a mitzvah going on all that time. And therefore it could be even that maybe their, their toil has to be even more than a person working for his income. It could be at times Hashem wants him to work harder because the greater 
the toil, the greater the mitzvah is. It could be as well that that's why a person may have more toil involved in that. Like the Gemara tells us in Baba Basra, Godola Ma'ase Yoiser Min When it comes to Tzedak, it's Godol Ma'ase. Greater is the schus and the schar of the one that gets the person to give than the one giving himself. Isn't that amazing? Godola Ma'ase Yoiser Min And therefore, because that person who is the Ma'ase, the one who is enabling the people to give, the one who was encouraging the people to give, the one who was requesting and asking for people to give, is getting this mitzvah. Borach HaShoyokim as Divra Teira Azais. But he should never think for a moment whether he was successful or unsuccessful. He should never think that it's his doing, it's his ability that made it happen. This is Chavis Avavis's point over here. Ein bi'choltam, ein bi'koycham. It's all what HaKadosh Baruch has decreed. And like we mentioned earlier, person shouldn't take credit for the successes and he shouldn't take blame for the failures. It's Ishtadlus. He has to put in an effort. And the Mashkir set over such a beautiful story that really brings out this point that he heard from Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky, that when the Chazanish came to Chatu, to Bnei Brak, and he set up the first Kailal in Bnei Brak, and at that time, there was hardly any money in B'nai Brak. Because Anish set up a kettle of Avrechim, and the Avrechim sat and learned the whole day. And the little money that they had, after a short while, it ran out. The funds dried up. So two young alike to Avrechim came to the Chazanish and said, there's no more money in the, in the bank account. What should we do? He says, no, there's no more money. Now you have to go be do a shtadlis. You have to go out and fundraise. So they said, where should we go? So the Chazanish says, go to Schweiz. Go to Switzerland. Make a fundraising trip to Switzerland. That was a strange recommendation because people knew at that time, this was in the 40s, that uh, it's not like the Jews in Switzerland were just doling out money. But the Chazanish says that's where they should go. So that's where they went. They went to, to Switzerland. They spent... The whole trip, they spent about a month here. They came back and they made enough money, just barely, to cover the expenses of the trip. A total, utter failure. They came to the Chazanish with the pittance, the, the few shekels that they had. They says, this is what we made. It barely covered our trip. He says, good, you did your ishtadlus, fine. Put that into the bank account and pay the young guy whatever you have and go back to learn. Within a month, a wealthy Jew from America came, and he had, some time before this, had gotten a tremendous favor of the Chazanish, and he owed the Chazanish very much for that favor. And he came, he says, I heard that the Chazanish just established a kettle, and I want to help support it. And he wrote out a check for a year's expense, a full paid year for the kettle. If the Chazanish received this donation for this individual, he sent for these two Avrechim who had gone to Switzerland. And he says, I want you to tell you that your efforts paid off. Because this check that we just got from this American Jew who's supporting the Kail for the next year, he says, that was due to your efforts. That's the way the Chazanish understood it. You put in your effort over here, doesn't matter if that's going to be the success will come from here or not. 
you have to put in Ishtadlis like anything else. For them, that was their mitzvah Ishtadlis for them, and they put in an effort. How it's going to come, when it's going to come, from whom it's going to come, that has nothing to do with the with the Ishtadlis. The Ishtadlis one does, and the efforts paying off, that is due when a Kashbohu wants it to happen. And this word has to be, that has to be the outlook also. We'll call it the outlook of the fundraiser as well. In, in his position of fundraising, he's enabling people to give tzedakah, he's encouraging people to give tzedakah, and all the while, he too is getting a mitzvah, a greater mitzvah in one sense, than they who are giving it. But also, he should not fall into the trap of yodi, that it was his power, it was his abilities, it was his great wisdom that brought him the success. He has to understand this line of the of the Chavisavav is just as well. It's ain't be a cholta v'le b'koychem le losses v'le l'menayel mishigozel le'abariyatzamus. Only what Gosh Baruch has decreed should be and should come. That is what will come. It's all alpik zeres elyon, and this has to be the attitude of everybody. But even more so in some ways, people who are involved in fundraising for a for a meisid for a tzedakah organization for a Torah institution certainly you have to, they have to realize this that all of the success is only if it is so decreed. With that mice of the Chazanish, it really brings out the point so beautifully to understand that, like we've been saying all the time, Hishtadlus is not what equals the success. The Hishtadlus is, is, is needed. The Hishtadlus is required. But what brings it to success is with Gzeirim and Hashemayim. Agutenacht.